She's a rich girl, she don't try to hide it Diamonds on the soles of her shoes He's a poor boy, empty as a pocket Empty as a pocket with nothing to lose Sing ta-na-na, ta-na-na-na She got diamonds on the soles of her shoes Ta-na-na, ta-na-na Welcome, this is Michael Volkoff, and this is episode 210 of Corruption, Crime, and Compliance. Our episode today is a review of the Antitrust Division's Aggressive Criminal and Civil Enforcement in Labor Markets. Hello everyone, thanks for joining me today, hope you're doing okay, and that life is uh, proceeding apace. Um, Before we get started... Uh, Let's hear word from our sponsor, Steel Compliance. Steel Compliance is the global leader in compliance and ethics management. Steel's compliance and ethics platform is comprehensive, robust, and easy to use to promote a company's culture of compliance. Steel partners with the world's largest, most respected companies to deliver compliance products and services that help organizations embrace a culture of compliance while protecting their brand. Building an ethical culture is a complex undertaking that requires a detailed understanding of the global compliance environment, considerable time, and specialized expertise. Steele's end-to-end ethics and compliance platform is designed to provide compliance officers with the solutions they need to proactively address changing regulatory and reputational risks. Steele's ethics and compliance automated platform offers critical functions designed to promote a speak-up culture to advance employee engagement reporting, and incident management, investigate promptly and fairly potential incidents to ensure compliance with your organization's code of conduct and applicable laws and regulations, including anti-corruption, anti-money laundering, antitrust, sanctions, cybersecurity, and data privacy. Manage your organization's compliance policies and procedures to ensure that policies are updated and disseminated effectively so that employees understand your organization's compliance requirements, Educate and engage your organization to promote understanding in how your compliance program applies to -to day-to-day operations. And evaluate and monitor your organization's business partners, vendors, suppliers, and customers to mitigate risk and ensure adherence to your organization's ethics and compliance requirements. To learn more about Steele's Compliance Solutions, please contact us at email steelglobal.com or call 415-692-5000. Well, the antitrust division uh, has provided a lot of warning and uh, nonetheless uh, has found cases to bring criminal cases, and they've targeted collusion in labor markets. And uh, this was not unexpected. Indeed, the antitrust division gave plenty of warning arising from earlier enforcement actions involving the high-tech industry that were done civilly, and other cases that criminal prosecutions were on the horizon. Uh, And that warning was made pretty explicit by 2016. DOJ handled uh, initial prosecutions of labor market collusion in the high-tech sector, like I mentioned, by civil prosecutions and resolutions. Out of an abundance of caution, DOJ recognized that it wanted to provide fair warning of its prosecutorial intent. 
While it may not have been clear that the Sherman Act prohibition on cartel activity applied to labor markets, DOJ and the private sector should have realized, or the private sector should have realized, that collusion, wage-fixing, and agreements not to compete were illegal collusion agreements. It is hard, if not impossible, to identify pro-competitive justifications for such blatant anti-competitive conduct. And it's pretty, uh, it's hard to justify and hard to say that price fixing, wage fixing, or territorial allocations for hiring of individuals or no poach agreements uh, among companies uh, is nothing other than a naked uh, criminal violation of 15 U.S.C. Title I, the Sherman Act. There's little difference between that and, you know, sellers of products and services engaging in price fixing. Now, in a recent speech, the acting assistant attorney general for the antitrust division, Richard Powers, doubled down on the antitrust division's position. And it's an important warning shot and reminder to human resource professionals and chief compliance officers on the importance of antitrust compliance in hiring of executives and employees. Antitrust enforcement does not have a rich history in labor markets. DOJ historically viewed such enforcement as complicated by legal collective bargaining and labor union activity. But this has changed in recent years. Uh, The division has become concerned by business conduct such as wage fixing among competitors in the labor market. As stated by Mr. Powers, it is essential to protect competition for working people. Powers cited the importance of protecting such competition in the aftermath of the pandemic uh, recession. As workers rebuild and recover, competitive labor markets are important to restoring financial security for workers. So let's go back to the history sort of of the antitrust uh, division's enforcement activity. And between 2010 to 2012, Uh, The Antitrust Division filed civil enforcement actions against Adobe, Apple, eBay, Google, Intuit, Lucasfilm, and Pixar for entering into non-compete agreements for each other's workers. These were important enforcement actions because they acknowledged that the companies did not sell products or services in the same product or service market but competed against each other in the labor markets, in other words, the supply market. And uh, each company had an incentive to collude in labor markets. And in the antitrust division's view, it concluded that agreements to price fix or allocate labor among competitors was no different than illegal agreements to allocate markets by territory and or customers. This is more related to the achievement or expansion of monopsony power. In other words, the ability of uh, one or more companies uh, to engage either individually uh, if they had monopsony power, but more likely collectively if they have monopsony power to uh, reduce their costs and the price that they pay to their uh, employees or executives that they uh, hire. Now, to reiterate its view of anti-competitive activities in the labor market, the Antitrust Division and the Federal Trade Commission in 2016 issued the antitrust guidance to human resource professionals that explained how the antitrust laws applied to hiring and compensation decisions. 
the guidance underscored the importance of avoiding no-poach agreements, wage-fixing agreements, and uh, avoiding information sharing among human resource professionals or others at uh, different companies. In 2016, the antitrust division reiterated its position that it plans to criminally prosecute, quote, naked labor market allocation and wage-fixing agreements, close quote. To carry out this mission, the antitrust division has devoted resources and time to investigate and prosecute illegal collusion agreements in the labor market. Since the 2016 announcement and, and the surrounding public relations campaign, the antitrust division, interestingly, has received numerous complaints and a, a rise in the number of complaints by uh, individuals alleging illegal labor market conspiracies. Now, the antitrust division since this time has charged four criminal cases, uh, four criminal cases in connection with um, the uh, these type of uh, uh, conspiracies. And they are pending uh, right now. Uh, let me go through, and I've, they're mentioned in my blog. There's blog postings about each of the cases. One was United States versus Jindal in Texas involving uh, physical therapy uh, staff and agreements between two competitors uh, not to pay a certain amount, uh, above a certain amount for uh, physical therapists. Uh, United States v. Surgical Care Affiliates which was also brought, this was brought in Texas as well, the Northern District. There's uh, an indictment, United States v. He, that was brought in Nevada. And finally, probably the most notorious or most significant is the United States versus DeVita, uh, the kidney dialysis company. Um, and also the indictment includes uh, or names the former CEO. Um, in terms of some of the illegal activity. But these are important uh, cases, and I think we're going to see more. And that's why the HR uh, risks and the chief compliance officer risks have to be assessed in this area to make sure there's training, to make sure there's no sort of uh, communications, interactions with HR professionals among the companies and among your competitors uh, for hiring uh, certain individuals. But these are important uh, issues that have to be uh, looked at as well. So, um, but there's more to this than just sort of the criminal uh, prosecution. The uh, antitrust division has also uh, used remedial type measures in response to certain uh, price-fixing conspiracies involved in the healthcare market. So let me give you an example. Uh, the antitrust division entered into a deferred prosecution agreement with uh, the Florida cancer, cancer Specialist for its participation in a long-running market allocation scheme for cancer treatment services. As part of its remediation requirements, the antitrust division prohibited uh, Florida cancer specialists from enforcing its non-compete provisions among cancer physicians, since this was one of the ways in which they uh, reached uh, anti-competitive agreements with regard to treatment services and prohibited uh, competitors from uh, securing um, uh, professionals that would allow them to enter into uh, the prohibited agree, you know, the prohibited market. 
So uh, this was an important adjunct in this case to uh, unraveling the price-fixing conspiracy uh, and remediating it uh, was to uh, prohibit FCS from enforcing its non-compete provisions, which I think had they had a four-year non-compete provision. Now, according to the antitrust uh, division, uh, the aggressive criminal enforcement program benefits all workers, especially women, racial and ethnic minorities, and rural Americans. And the antitrust division also intends to use its civil enforcement authority to challenge non-compete agreements, mergers, that result in monopsony power in labor markets. In other words, where uh, there can be uh, exercise of uh, market power in a labor market, in a particular geographic um, labor market, uh, then that would also uh, raise concerns. So that's an interesting perspective on merger enforcement that we may see uh, as well. Now, the Antitrust Division's enforcement program has international dimensions. Uh, Illegal conspiracies affecting U.S. workers sometimes are initiated outside the United States. And for example, in a civil case that was brought because the conduct occurred prior to 2016, uh, United States v. Nor Brems, uh, which was brought in 2018 but related to conduct before 2018, 2016, the Antitrust Division entered into a consent decree with Nor Brems and Westinghouse Airbrake two of the world's largest rail equipment suppliers, to resolve unlawful agreements not to compete for each other's employees. And uh, this, uh, what this means, I think, is that the division, if there's a U.S. impact to an international agreement, uh, an international agreement just like any other price-fixing or territorial allocation agreement uh, with regard to goods and services, they're also going to take the same position that an international agreement with effects in the United States is going to be prosecuted uh, in the United States against international parties. And that, I think, is an important, uh, an important note for those global companies that, let's say, uh, have an HR function based in, let's say, Germany. They're a German company, and they do... Uh, business all over the world, and including in the United States, and let's say an agreement is reached overseas with impact in the United States, the Justice Department's Antitrust Division is saying, basically, we will prosecute that as well. We're also seeing, uh, you know, the rise of international enforcement in this area, and we do see uh, some cases being brought, you know, for example, the French Competition Authority, Uh, launched an investigation into collusion in the linoleum floor coverings market and uncovered agreement between competitors not to solicit each other's employees. In Italy, eight modeling agencies were fined for entering price-fixing and wage-fixing agreements. Indonesia, six tire manufacturers were fined for participation in a cartel that included an agreement not to poach each other's workers. And in Spain, the Council of the National Competition Commission launched an investigation into cartels in the freight forwarding market and security services sector, which uncovered freight forwarding, no poach conduct, and yielded substantial fines. And just last week, or just recently in Mexico, uh, the Mexican authorities announced that soccer clubs were issued fines for imposing a cap on women's soccer players' salaries. 
All of these are interesting international uh, developments, which I think is sort of running uh, parallel or running sort of in the same track that international enforcement on the sales side, on the distribution and sale of goods and services uh, had in the international enforcement arena. Now we're starting to see that in this supply area, the monopsony power of labor uh, exercised against labor services, that we're going to see a similar sort of international movement uh, with uh, the United States also, uh, you know, really committed to this effort as well. Now, for compliance professionals, this raises a lot of issues for HR. This also raises a lot of issues for your chief compliance officer. Just add it to the list of antitrust uh, risks, and the uh, and basically what they now face in terms of agreements now among employers not to recruit certain employees or not to compete on terms of compensation are are clearly illegal. That can be like a no-poach no agreement to refuse to solicit or hire another company's employees, or it could be uh, agreeing on salary or other terms of compensation, either at a specific level or within a range. Um, this obviously doesn't have to be in writing, um, and uh, whether these are entered into directly or through a third-party intermediary, they're per se illegal under the antitrust laws. And that's what uh, has got to raise issues in terms of uh, competitors and HR departments. Avoid sharing sensitive information with competitors is also important about terms and conditions of employment. That can also run afoul of the antitrust laws. Even if a, an individual does not agree explicitly to fix compensation or other terms of employment, exchanging competitively sensitive information could serve as evidence of an implicit illegal agreement. They're not per se illegal uh, and therefore not prosecuted uh, criminally to sh when you share that information, but they may be subject to civil antitrust liability when they have or are likely to have an anti-competitive effect. So these are the types of uh, things, the issues that HR and everybody has to be sort of, you know, looking at uh, as they make sure they mitigate and reduce risks in this area. Training has to be um, an important part of this. And uh, so uh, in terms of raising awareness among the HR community and raising awareness uh, with regard to the compliance function uh, in general. Well, anyway, that's, uh, that's just a quick review and uh, appreciate your uh, joining us uh, this week. And please, we'll be back next week on another topic for corruption, crime, and compliance. Thanks again for listening to Corruption, Crime, and Compliance. Please subscribe to the podcast series. The Volkov Law Group believes that every company should have a robust ethics and compliance program. Experience and research show that ethical companies are better performers in the global marketplace. You can learn more about the legal and compliance services we offer at our website, www.volkovlaw.com. You can also follow our award-winning blog, Corruption, Crime, and Compliance, and our podcast series. You can contact Michael Volkov at his email address, mvolkov at volkovlaw.com.
say she's crazy, she got diamonds on the soles of her shoes. Well, that's one way to lose these walking blues. Diamonds on the soles of your shoes. She was physically forgotten, but then she slipped into my pocket with my car keys. She said, You've taken me for granted because I bleed you. Wearing these diamonds And I could say As if everybody knows what I'm talking about As if everybody here would know exactly what I was talking about I'm talking about diamonds on the soles of the shoes For his ordinary shoes She said, honey, take me dancing But they ended up by sleeping in a doorway By the bodegas and the lights on over Broadway Wearing diamonds on the soles of their shoes And I could say, Everybody here would know exactly what I was talking about I'm talking about Diamonds on the soles of my shoes. Yeah. Well, that's one way to lose these walking blues. Diamonds on the soles of my shoes. Yeah. 